Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Mingry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. So that introduction is not played by my daughter, but my daughter is learning the drums. She's in drum class. And so I was playing some random song. I think it was like Sweet Child of Mine, actually. Um, it was just on on the play, you know, on the home pod or home pod mini. And she was keeping she was on it. She was you know, keeping the beat, the snare, you know. On I was like, I was very proud of her. I, I mean I'm just a dad, you know, she's like six years old, so you know. She's is she good? She's like one of the YouTube sensations. No, she's not. But she's wonderful because she's my kid. Uh, that's how it works. Um, I get it. I get it. I've got a kid who can who can keep the beat, and I've got a kid that <laughs> cannot keep a beat at whatsoever. Uh, I like, hey, okay, let me let me tell you a little bit about accounting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and why it's good and fun, and why uh, it's going to be important in your life. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Migrant Nation Podcast. Welcome back, Aldo Avina. Uh, you are away. Um, you yeah. know, so like uh, crowd, are we happy? Crowd's happy to see you. Thank you, thank you. Millions of fans in the studio audience. Here. Yeah. Um, all right, quiet down, guys. Quiet down. All right, so you know, you're you're away. Uh, you know, I guess doing your doing your duties as a as a as a, a loving father and a, and a family man and all that other good stuff. Yeah, so, celebrating yeah. twelve years of marriage this weekend. <laughs> See, he's not all bad, guys. At least one person. <laughs> I have been able to convince one person that I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. It's yet to, I saw it was like Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis it's like had a crazy breakup. That's yet to happen in the Avina household. Hopefully, it's at least entertaining if it does go that way, right? And we get some tweets. We're like, man, you hear what happened in the saga today? It's crazy. I could get a hit TV show on Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you ain't no, if you don't, you haven't been aware. You just like, what's going on? You know, that did happen. It does happen to you. You get kind of busy taking kids here and there. Uh, and you kind of look up, and, you know, like I didn't see too much of the Alabama-Tennessee game because I was watching the North Texas game because I'm a true fan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, you know, I was doing other things. Uh, so I didn't see a lot of stuff. But it's UTSA hate week. That means, you know, the uh, University of Texas San Antonio, uh, you can call them UT San Antonio because they don't like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, one of the, the satellite schools of the University of Texas system. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're down there in San Antonio. They're way out in, on 1604. Um, it's it's a biatch to get out there, in case you ever try to get out there. The campus looks like the prison. And it was actually designed that way to be like a prison structure because they were concerned in the 60s of like riots and stuff. So it was designed that way to be like defensible. It's not a really a pleasant place to be. Uh, I've been there. Anyway, so all that said, that's a little little pre just a pre, sna- sneak peek, a little hors d'oeuvres, right? Would you like some, some hors d'oeuvre hates? No. Also, it's hot as hell in San Antonio. I, I know that. I look down, they're like, yeah, it's like 90 degrees. Here in the Midwest, where MGN HQ is currently, uh, it was a, a brisk 48 degrees today. Uh, even got down to like 38 in early, early morning when I was taking the trash out. So, you know, it feels like fall weather. So I'm very in, very much in football mode right now. Uh, yeah, you're going to get some snow or have snow to the north of you, right? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not checked the weather <laughs> that closely, but I just do know. It's that cold. Yeah, I, my, the the <laughs> the extent of me caring about the weather is whether or not my wife is wearing a jacket or not. It's like she's wearing like three layers, and I can wear like one layer. You know what I mean? If she's wearing one layer, then I I know I can go out in shorts. That's basically how that works. Um, yeah, so we're gonna take on UTSA. This is the preview podcast. If you want to, I want to hear and I want to talk about Louisiana Tech, Adam. Well, that's fine. You can go back and listen to MGN 174, where I talk 99% of the show was about Louisiana Tech. How we ran for 470, four, 475 yards. Uh, we, uh, you know, we basically kicked their behinds uh, and sent them out of this little uh, league relationship with sad feelings. 475 yards. That sounds like a record. Yeah, it is a record. Turns out uh, the last time we reached the 470 plus mark. Was in like 1952 and then 2011 against uh, a Middle Tennessee that Middle Tennessee that yeah that yeah so you saw a record you saw that tie the record the Fouts one this was in you know exceeded that uh, and just like those other ones presumed, I wasn't there in 1952 but I think you were there in t- 2011 there weren't a whole lot of people to see it weren't a whole lot of people to see the Louisiana Tech it one was either miserable there <laughs> yeah it was a nice day pleasant day I guess it was like 90 something degrees there in, in Denton but. Not a whole lot of fans there. Whatever. Uh, I, I we we've talked about that. Why people are not enthused about it? I think fans in general have a every reason to be unenthused about it, because um, you know we've sort of seen this story a little bit. Um, you know we had five straight conference wins to end last season, including the capstone of beating UTSA. Got everybody excited to go to the the Frisco Football Classic. You know that old bowl game. You know I remember my dad and my granddad used to go to. The, Frisco Football Classic, turn on the radio and the old Victrola, listening to the score, you know? Um, and, well, you know, we got we lost very badly. So, coming into this season, I think the question, the game that was like, should I care, should I not care? That game was SMU, and North Texas lost that game, right? So, the, if you want to say, well, was that game a big game? Yes, it was, because a lot of people forewent choosing North Texas as an entertainment option on Saturdays in the fall. Um, and because of that game, I think you, you saw it too. And that UNLV game didn't help either. Uh, that was pretty terrible. It, it's one of those season defining wins or losses mm-hmm. that they talk about. It se- seems so cliche, but in the way that we lost to SMU, you can see what it's doing to the fan base. And I, I can speak to myself about that. You know, yeah. I feel, still feel bitter about it. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to say paper tiger uh, about this team, but like, um, yeah. What team is going to show up this week? And and that and the UNLV loss, it's it's just like what is going on here? I don't look, understand. Look, yeah. look, you ever hit? You you ever seen a dog that's been hit? You raise up your hand, and then the dog kind of does a little flinchy flinch, right? That's us right now, right? You know, you're like, yeah, he's giving me a lot of snacks, he's giving me belly rubs, but I'm scared that uh, when he's a little frustrated, he's gonna raise his hand up, and I'm flinching a little bit. So that's that's sort of what's happening right here. I know that's extreme and maybe it's scary for you, but it's Halloween. That's what happens. Um, all right, so UTSA. This is a good game, right? If all history aside, right, you zoom out a little bit, and I'm just like, hey, can I interest you in a couple of uh, 3-0 and conference teams playing uh, in the Alamo Dome um, on Saturday afternoon? Three and zero, both of them are they good? You know, like yeah, one team is a defending conference USA champion, the other beat that team last time they played them, 
and then beat them handily. They ran up 340 yards against them in the cold and rain and gave them their only blemish upon the season up to that point, right? They lost in the bowl game. And you're like, well, that, that's, they, they're probably up for some revenge. I think, you know, it'd be interesting at least for a little bit. It's like, well, are, you know, you said they're 3-0. and Are they playing well? It's like, yeah, in recent weeks, one of those teams has been putting up a lot of yards, including 300 against one conference opponent, and followed that up by putting up another 475-yard performance. You're like, wow, that's 475. That sounds like a record. Indeed, it is. <laughs> a program record, 475 yards rushing. Like, all right, well, I mean, is there talent on the field? Yes, there is. Did you know that the quarterback for one team, the defending conference champs, he was recruited by the other team, and he chose them in a you know, last kind of day, like, I'm going to choose whatever I can do. You're like, what? This is kind of crazy. It's just like, yeah. did you know they're from the same state? One's a northern team. One's a southern team. It's sort of, you know, you know North Texas, South Texas kind of deal. Is that what the S and UTSA stands for? <laughs> South or so you hear that and you're like, you know what? I can get interested in that game, right? Like you just get your little juices flowing, competitive juices. You're like, yeah, I like, I'm interested in that. Are you? Well, just, yeah. You're missing a couple of important ones too. Yes, we have the history of uh, coming from, from last season, like you mentioned, the, the wins over them and the, and the winning streak going back to last, mm. last season, which is at what, nine conference wins, eight conference wins? We are at eight. We won the last five, eight. and we won the first three of this one. And I did mention that, but I didn't mention that this is a little preview, but yes. <laughs> and then uh, we're both atop the conference. Yeah, it's it's a battle for first place. So, um, you know, just get off the, the little, you know, uh, thought exercise. This is a battle for first place. I said inside lane for the rest of the season. We got tough games. After this, we can play a very good Western Kentucky. And uh, after that, it's UAB. And after that, it's, uh, uh, what is it, FIU and then Rice. I might have the order messed up, but those are the teams that we play, right? Um, all good, right? They're all good except FIU, who is terrible. But I will say this, and we'll get into this in a little bit. FIU played uh, UTSA on Friday, and it was 0-0 after the first quarter. FIU gave them a little game. They're very terrible. You know, they got a bunch of freshmen, a lot of transfers in there. Um, the program is basically starting from scratch. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? The the guy that was uh, there, the old Miami coach, old Dallas Cowboys defensive line coach. I forget his name right now, but. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I had to call up some other program. Like, do you have extra pads? Like, it sucks over here. Don't come to FIU. Uh, so, you know, that's where they're starting. Mike McIntyre is a the coach there now. Um, and they're sort of building them up. And you can see that, you know, if they had a better quarterback, they would have completed that pass. Uh, if they were a better team, they would have done this, right? I am I have it on right now. And in the second quarter, UTSA is up 10 nothing. And, you know, I talk about this. like Bad teams will give you lots of chances, right? They won't, they won't capitalize on your mistakes right now. And even if you, they do capitalize on a mistake – They'll, they'll make up for it by giving you a couple to capitalize on yourself. And you can see that here. They're like, you know, they had UTSA down, uh, it was like in third and 10, kind of locked up, and then they threw a ball. It was a terribly thrown ball, but the guy was holding for no reason. You're like, well, defensive holding, first automatic first down, right? So you're just basically giving UTSA a chance to escape. It's that kind of thing, right? We saw that when we played UTEP. Uh, UTEP had us beat. They had guys running free, and they missed them. Right. They they had it in our red zone like three or four times. 
and they got like three points out of the whole thing, right? It, that's that's what bad teams do. So FIU played them close ish, even though they got beat thirty to ten. Does that uh, does that make you feel good or bad? I don't know how, how does that make you feel. I think it makes me feel more confused, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, wh- isn't that something like just normal, you know, conference play? Like you get in a regular season, you know, like UTSA is not excited about going to Miami. It was like vice night. It's on a Friday. It's a little rainy out there. FIU is terrible. There's nobody in the stands. It's hard to get excited for that, especially if you've already played as UTSA has at, you know, DKR. Texas Royal Memorial Stadium, right? They were over there playing in front of 100,000 people. They got excited. It was a chance to move the program forward. And then, you know, they got to follow that up. And a couple of weeks later at FIU, and I'm looking, there's nobody there. I just see seats, you know? <laughs> there's nobody there. <laughs> they still have Lane Kiffin's cutout that, <laughs> that they brought over from FIU. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically like that. They, I mean, have you known in your life a single person that cared strongly about FIU football? Only when they beat us. Like, I mean, I remember, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when they had T.Y. Hilton back in the Sunbelt days. Right. And that's when I was remembering. That's when they would beat us. Um, but I, I would mean, watch. You knew a real life person? Like you could touch their shoulder? That kind of thing? Oh, I'm just talking about myself. Nobody oh. else. <laughs> <laughs> just myself. Yeah, okay. I'd be sitting in class. Uh, I'd be in night class, and then I'd have the game on my phone and yeah. watching the lecture and watching the phone and watching T.Y. Hilton just run all over us. And, uh, yeah, I think that was the last time. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, I don't know that FIU's ever been very good. Um, I think last year we beat them. I remember that was an ugly game to watch. Like, the, the broadcast is always terrible. You're, it looks like you're always looking like in a hurricane. It's like they got a camera from a hurricane. <laughs> it looks like it's currently being hurricaned. Yes, and then you're so like, true. yeah, what's happening? I think either somebody scored a touchdown, or everybody just decided not to play and they just quit. Either one is like, fine. Nobody's <laughs> ever wiped down the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that's FIU, right? They, they UTSA took care of business, thirty to ten. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a beautiful game. I'll tell you that. Western Kentucky beat this FIU team 73 to nothing, right? It can be done in a better fashion. I think FIU comes, they come to Denton, right? So we should we should put a hurting on them. Like, we should. Will they? That's a question. You got to actually do it on the day, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. UTSA are 10-point favorites against us. Does that, do you feel insulted? It's homecoming also. Do you feel insulted? Uh, no. I, honestly, I thought it was going to be a little bit higher, maybe 13 at least, uh, that might speak to the confidence that I've got going on. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, my optimistic side is I see how we beat Louisiana Tech. Uh, I see how we beat, um, who do we play before? FAU. That? FAU. And I think, okay, well, at least we can, while we looked one-dimensional with occasional big plays from Shorter and, and our receivers, I feel like we can compete. Like I say that with a question mark at the end. I, I, I again, I don't know how to feel about this team because we've I've seen them this season do terribly, mm-hmm. not execute, be uncreative, and then in other instances the team is executing. They're being creative and they're utilizing their their uh, the, the team like it's supposed to be be used. I, I know we've got a limitation with Ani, and they were trying to shelter him as much as possible, but I feel like. 
they've been able to to utilize the pieces in the right way to put the game uh, away comfortably against FAU and, and Louisiana Tech. Yeah, so I think a couple things, right? Like it, it sort of reminds me of when you when you play a video game. I was I started FIFA twenty three because I just I got PS five now, um, and then it was like, well, let's start you out in this whatever, and then I scored a few goals, and I'm like, all right, great. You look like you're you passed amateur. Let's move you up to professional. Then you know, score a bunch of goals. And it's like okay, let's move you up to world class. Um, you know, it kind of moves you up. So I feel like it's like that for North Texas, right? Like against SMU, you're like, yeah, you ain't ready for the big time. You know, like you're making mistakes. You can't tackle in space. You can't guard anybody. Uh, the offense looks out of sync. You're not doing anything on third down, right? Same thing with like UNLV that early season, that kind of thing. We did see them improve against Memphis. They looked better. Ani was throwing the ball better, but he also made some mistakes. They weren't ready for the jump, right? You're like, I can see that you've made improvements, but you're not ready for, you know, like if the next week they played UTSA, it that was going to be terrible. I would have had zero confidence. Then we played the FAU, and we, you and I talked about them, FAU, being talented but mistake-prone, right? They're a step up from uh, a UTEP. They're in a different class. They could definitely beat a UTEP. Um, but they're not, you know, they're not Charlotte, they're not FIU, they're not a UTEP, they're at higher level, that mid-tier level where you're like, you know, they can beat you if you're if you're just not in your game. Um, okay, we beat them. And then the other part of it is we beat them handily, right? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we beat them 30 to 27, you know, like down to the wire. We needed a, a fluke on throw where he hit a guy's face and fell into his lap, you know, I mean, something crazy like that. That was a thing about that last year's five-game win streak where we saw them beat, like, FAU, run for a lot of yards. We saw them beat Rice, but that was a slog, and you're like, I don't know that anybody should win this game. It was very ugly, you know? Um, and you're like, they're win- they won five, but is anybody impressed? Does anybody feel good about this? You know, you're talking about Paper Tigers. I felt like that more <laughs> going into the UTSA game uh, then than I did this one. So, um, and I'm and sort of getting to why, right? You blow out FAU. Like, you beat them by, was it 45-25, whatever it was? That's a pretty handle, hand, handy beaten, right? It wasn't like, yeah, sure, FAU got closer at the end of halftime. But North Texas hit a couple touchdowns in the second half, controlled the game, got a couple stops, got a couple sacks. That's winning the game, right? They won the game fourth, early fourth quarter, late third quarter. It didn't, we didn't need miracle stuff. So you're like, you know what? You took care of business. And by the way, you beat the spread, right? FAU was favored by three. We won by 20. Good. Next week, same kind of deal. Louisiana Tech, it was a little bit of a step up in a different way. Like, FAU had a running quarterback. Uh, they had talent. They had, what's his name, LeJonte Wester, uh, a receiver that can make plays. Louisiana Tech has Smoke Harris. They had the McGee kid. They had Trey Harris. They have him still, I guess. They had uh, um, Bear Griffin Bear, the, the tight end. It's very good. A lot of threats. A really good offensive mind in Sonny Cumbie. Like, you know, he's going to see the weaknesses and he's going to try to hit you with them. Uh, you know, poke poke the holes. Um, and so, North Texas, I mean, I don't want to get too much detail. You allowed 500 yards, right? But it was sort of ineffective 500. It's 500 yards, but they only scored 27 points. Like, that's three points under their average. It's winning football. And we scored 47. We ran all over them. We controlled the game up and down and up and down. Um, and so then even though the interception that was thrown, it was sort of a throwaway. That's a, those are the kind of interceptions I can live with. 14 seconds left, throw it into the end zone, looking to score, and we get the ball to start the second half, and also our kicker suspended, 
uh, that's you, you know. Yeah, that, but yeah. And those are those those are the kind of decisions that that um, I complained about earlier in the season. That why are you kicking the field goal or why aren't you going for it? Yeah. Based on this situation, you should do this or that. And, and like you yeah. said, that was a good time to go for it. To a few seconds left on on the clock, it's low risk, high reward. Go for it. Yeah. So. We're playing a lot better. That's the thrust of it. You're like, you get to the point, but yeah, we're playing a lot better. Um, we're moving up. We're trending upward. Uh, and I, I said this last time, right? Here's, if there's a blueprint for beating UTSA, say, wh- where is it? Let's look it up. What does the, the book of spells say? Uh, it says, run the ball, get some turnovers, uh, and dominate the time of possession, right? Against UTSA last year, helped by the rain, of course. We did that. We got up early. Uh, DeAndre Torre was unstoppable. He had Barry Sanders mode all over him, spinning around, making guys look silly. And the, you know, touchdown, touchdown. We they could not stop us. Three hundred forty yards rushing, ridiculous numbers. Uh, they scored. They scored a long touchdown. I think uh, Frank Harris scored on a like eighty yard run. We we were concerned about that. We had a tendency last season to give up those kinds of things, even though we had the Murphy twins. Um, but we won. We won that going away. Uh, it was very similar. We won forty five to twenty three. That sounds like 45-25. That sounds like 47-27. Those are those scores at the FAU game, Louisiana Tech game. And we ran for 300 against FAU. We ran for 475 against Louisiana Tech. And it was the same thing. Got some turnovers against FAU. Returned one for a score. Um, you know, got two interceptions. We didn't get a turnover against Louisiana Tech, but we forced them to punt a few times. Um, really good stuff from the defense. They're, they're, they're an explosive team in a way that I don't know that UTSA is. Like, UTSA is explosive because, you know, talent bails them out. Louisiana Tech is explosive because their scheme lets their talent succeed. Does that make sense? I, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I like about Louisiana Tech. I'm a fan of the air raid. I like a lot of stuff. They had Smoke Harris come in motion all the way across the formation, right? And he would come and line up as a, as a running back, and they'd throw it to him on a swing pass out there. Beautiful pass to him. He's catching on the move. How do you stop a guy that's difficult to guard in space? You accentuate his danger. But then they were doing that and moving him outside, right? Like So he would mo- go in motion outside of the X or Y receiver. And then you can see the defense scrambling, and so they shift. And then that means that the, inside, the, the outside receiver is now an inside receiver, and he runs a little slot uh, against a guy who was not prepared to guard him in a slot. And then, you know, first down, Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, Louisiana Tech. Uh, and then they take the short slant routes because they get it by formation where they have a guy one-on-one. He slips the tackle, touchdown. Right? It just It's good football by them. Um, UTSA is more like, uh, nobody's open. Let me use my legs, and I'll chunk it up there. And it turns out my 6'4 wide receiver can out-jump you, pulls down the pass, lands, and then turns up the field and runs. There's a, is a difference there. Yeah, an effective passer. Uh, who's also really good runner, Frank Harris, and then uh, the two receivers. I'm blanking on their names, but they're leading the league right now in um, in, in yards. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, Zachary Franklin. He's number four. Uh, there's with Clark. It's like JT Clark or something like that. He's like number one or something like that. Um, and then there's uh, Cephas. He's number two. They're all they're all good. They're all like six two, six three. They all can burn. They're good in space. They all can jump up and. I mean, what what we've seen in the last three years is that Frank Harris can get yards, like shouldn't yards. You have him wrapped up. He slips a tackle. He steps up. He finds one of his guys. 
Uh, and if you saw the conference championship game, if you saw the game against UAB, uh, he finds that dude Cardenas, right? Number nine, Cardenas. Uh, he'll, he'll, you know, he's a big dude. He's, he's worse number nine, so he looks even bigger, right? Because you're like, that's a big dude for a small number, you know what I mean? Uh, he looks like a lineman. They use him a lot in blocking, but he'll slip out. They'll get him out wide. By the way, when you have two wide receivers to the left and then a tight end, like, split out wide there, Washington State University, under Mike Price, used to call that Trey. But... um West Virginia University under uh, Rich Rodriguez used to call that lion. I, I learned that this weekend. Just it, there's no real name for it, but it's just what it is. Mind um, is blown. Didn't, didn't we have a discussion about Trey versus Trio? Yeah. So I, what what happens is like NCAA football. They just grab from a dump, bunch of playbooks, and they all like call that formation, but they call it different things. Some are like lion. Uh, one is like Trey, and then Trey open. It was with the where the tight end would be split out wide, and then I I don't know. Basically, I was looking through like twenty or thirty playbooks, and they all have different names for it, because uh, I wanted to know <laughs> what that was. Um, anyway, so back to the discussion at hand. They have talent. That's what we got to worry about. How do we stop them? How do we uh, you know? How, how do you think about that? Given our, our weak defense, do you have any ideas? Well, speaking of weak defense, I was looking at, um, you know, North Texas or at least conference versus conference stats. Mm -hmm. And guess who's the number one uh, rush defense in the conference versus the conference? Is it it us? It's us. (laughs) How did I know I'm the best guesser that there is? It's amazing. (laughs) I'm sure it's propped up by the fact that, um, you know, the teams we were playing against were playing from behind, so they had to pass more. And also Louisiana Tech, who never runs the ball. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we're, we're at 108 yards a game. We're, we're number one right ahead of UTSA versus the conference. Uh, and they're at 109. Yeah, I always like using uh, yards per carry, and uh, I'm looking at it now. We are number three in yards per carry at 3.34, which is, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Western Kentucky is at 3.24. Rice is at 3.27 allowed. This is uh, rush defense allowed. Uh, per carry. And, I mean, so here, here's what I saw. I watched UTSA Western Kentucky, like, live in real time. And I also rewatched it this weekend. And then I was watching a little bit of this uh, FIU game. A lot of teams do a good job of guarding them, right? Like, guarding, of uh, stopping their run game. UTSA doesn't do a whole lot of, of like, creative things in their run game. Well, North Texas, I think, does. Like, we, we line up with, like, two tight ends, uh, you know, 12 personnel. We got Gums out there. We got Roberts. We got Asher Aberling in there. Our tight ends do a great job of blocking so much that we could be multiple. And I talked about this on the last podcast. Um, our line is great at getting out and running. Cole Brown running out there. Manasseh Mosa pulling, running, pin and pull stuff. We we can generate a lot of power, a lot of leverage, a lot. Oh, excuse me, I'm going through puberty apparently. Uh, we can generate a lot of leverage at the point of attack with the way our line moves. It's great to see. Uh, and when that's clicking, we are creating gashes up there. Against Louisiana Tech, we were throwing them backwards. It was great. Um, UTSA, they you know they have big dudes. They have trouble right now. I think I, th- I saw like number seventy five. Forget this guy's name, uh, but he got hurt. He's out, or he was out for a little bit. There, there's a lot of questions. He's moving guys around. I think that the guards are still the same, but their tackles are new, and then they're hurt, and so they're playing, and they're kind of trying to figure th- some things out. 
And I haven't seen them do a great job running the ball. I don't. Do you have their rush stats in front of you? Do you know what's going on over there? No, because the fact that that you know I was unimpressed with those stats, that I just didn't bother looking it up. Um, <laughs> We're good. We don't need to worry about anybody. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> no, so UTSA is at three point nine yards per carry. All right. By contrast, we're at five point eight one. UAB five point seven six. FAU four point eight two. Western Kentucky four seventy five. Uh, UTSA three ninety. Like I said, um, Louisiana Tech is at three point oh seven. Right. Against conference, and this is skewed because we played like three games. Some teams have only played one. We're running at 6.75 yards a tote. UTSA uh, is running at four, four and a half. Or no, not four and a half, 4.0. And, and like I said, they haven't played a lot of good teams, especially in conference. So they played Houston. They played at Army. They played at Texas. Texas is very good. That's a strong. Uh, those two opponents are pretty strong, obviously. Right? Texas 20th in the nation. Uh, and they gave Texas a good game. They were up. I think they were leading for a little bit. It, they lost twenty uh, to forty-one, but they were leading. They could they could not tackle uh, Bijan Robinson, which is, you know, nobody can. Um, well, I, th- I think it's also a difference of identities. You know, w- with North Texas, we're going to run the ball. We've got two guys uh, in the top f- four uh, for yards, total yards, um, or yards per game, uh, while. UTSA's first one is number nine, and then but if we compare that to passing, they've got number one and number two, and then we have. I'm trying to pull it up as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So like that is that's the key, right? So but let's look at their number one back, right? We're just kind of slice of life here, right? Like uh, UTSA ran well against Western Kentucky. I think they ran for 213 yards. A lot of that was Frank Harris looking around and scrambling. That's a big part of their run game. Um, but Brendan Brady, their star running back, 19 totes, 82 yards, which is 4.3 yards per carry, and the one score. Uh, I was watching the game. When it was running down, it's first down, and they need you know a couple yards, they're not really getting anything. There's not a whole lot of push. Western Kentucky got in the backfield. They, you know, they have a pretty talented defensive line. They're getting stops, right? Uh, a lot of their rush yardage, like, so their, their running game is going to come from Frank Harris. And it, it really, to me, it's all about stopping Frank Harris. I was watching Western, and, you know, they played him in the championship game. They played him uh, in Bowling Green last season. So they're, they had most of the preparation for him. Um, their game plan was to uh, just let him do what he does, let him, like, let him uh, pick a pass and try to defend that. On passing downs, they were rushing two and dropping uh, two spies, two defensive tackle spies. Or they kind of mix it up. Sometimes it would be a linebacker being a spy. But basically, they would look, they would show four on a pass rush, and two would drop. And they had some success doing that. They would drop, you know, eight. I don't, you don't count the spies there. Seven or eight. And then the guy flying around, they, their corners did a good job. But Frank Harris picked them apart. He found the openings uh, in the second half. He made plays. And I think what really changed the game was uh, a couple of uh, mistake plays by Western Kentucky. Um, you know, they, I think there was like a pass interference, there was like a holding call, it was one of those kinds of things. And then their offense couldn't score. There was kind of score, score, score. But they did a good job, as well as anybody I've seen, of stopping UTSA. And, you know, I was like, 
I'm not super high on UTSA. Like, they're not just so explosive. Like, I'm more scared of Western Kentucky's offense because they're dangerous. They have the Robinson kid, the Malachi Corley, Daywood Davis, a lot of a lot of very good receivers that can do a lot of different things. We didn't play Western last season. We would have got sliced up. Um, they're like yeah. they're like Louisiana, yeah. They're like Louisiana Tech that we saw that you know passed for 424 yards, hit a guy 10 times for 156, except better, right? They have more of a run yeah. game. They're just good. And last year UTSA had Sincere McCormick, mm-hmm. uh, which Brendan, oh, I forgot his name already. Brendan name? Brady, yeah, Brendan Brady. Brady, Brady. Yeah. He, so McCormick was getting twice as many yards per game than than Brady's getting. Yeah, so Brady right now is at 3.86, right? Uh, last year, their leading guy was Sincere McCormick. And, you know, he ran for 1,400 yards. And his yards per tote was at five yards a carry, right? 4.95. Uh, against against us, you know, in that loss, he ran for five yards a carry. And I think in 2020, when they played us and they blew us out uh, in San Antonio, he was running for 10 10 yards of carry. It's like 11 yards. Uh, yeah, he ran for 251 yards. So, you know, uh, not good. <laughs> That's not something that we want. He's gone, so, you know, feel good about that. Yeah, so, like, uh, that dude, Brady's, he was sort of the change of pace back. A guy that I'm concerned about on their squad is this Trey, is it Trey somebody? Trey Smith, I think his name is. Uh, he has some, uh, he's like their... He's like their big playback. He's their uh, Tony Pollard kind of dude. Um, he looks at the, like when he's in, that's when they go to their stretch zones. That's when they go to their outside stuff. Um, you know, they, they try to hit him, you know, for big plays. And, uh, you know, I think North Texas has been very good. Uh, just watching a lot of these linebackers play. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of college football this weekend. Uh, Katie Davis has been balling out. Uh, let's acknowledge him. Give him his flowers, as they say. Uh, he's been balling. It's been great to see. Uh, volume. Volume. Yeah. Of, in, in, in every play, almost. Yeah, and it's not like he's getting tackles because they're all running to him. You know, like, well, we run right up the middle, and uh, we get seven yards, and he's waiting, and he's the guy that grabs her ankle as they <laughs> go by, and then he gets credit for the tackle. He's flying up to make plays. He's covering gaps. He's helping other dudes. He's flying around. He's making tackles on the sidelines. And uh, and he's the middle linebacker. He's uh, he's been balling. Um, so I'm not super concerned about their run game. Now I say that now, and then they're gonna run for 700 yards against us, whatever. But from what I've seen, North Texas has been pretty solid defending the run since that terrible, awful, no good UNLV game where they looked like garbage. That was that was terrible. Um, since that game against Memphis, who likes to run, they're not you know a big run game team. FAU likes to run. Louisiana Tech doesn't like to run. You know, but I think we've been solid. UTSA is not a very good run team. They want to run, but they don't execute it that well. Uh, I've seen FIU pretty much bottle them up. I've seen Western Kentucky, a solid defensive team, bottle them up. UTSA is like they're going to try to run. They're not very effective at it. Not nearly to the level that North Texas can run. You just watch the way we move. We move guys out of the way. The timing's great. Our running backs are explosive. They're hitting a, they're hitting a hole. They're flying through there. They're breaking arm tackles. They're getting to the edge. All those things that you want in a run game. UTSA has some of that sometimes. You're like, oh, that was blocked well, and then the running back kind of slips up or something like that. 
you know, so I'm not super concerned about the run game. I'm concerned about their pass game, and and more so, like I said, it's it's uh, Frank Harris stepping up, looking around, making a little lefty flick where he finds a guy that he shouldn't. We have him wrapped up. It's like third and nine, and he flicks it out there, and the guy catches it for 12 yards. We're like, oh, dang, we had him. We had him there. I was at a, like, that's that's what I'm concerned about, right? Um, yeah, but but on the flip side, you know, they, their passing attack is is much better, um, yeah. much much better than ours. But um, our defense is about the same as theirs in terms of the shakiness. Yeah. Um, we've got similar stats on <laughs> on passing defense, so it's not like we're going to be shut down. I don't think they can make us one dimensional. They cannot. They're not going to be able to stop the run, and and force us to pass. And then us not being able to move the ball on them. I, I think we'd be able to, if they tried that, we'd be able to uh, move the ball through the air. Yeah, so so last year, um, UTSA had Tariq Woolen. And if you've been following the NFL, he's the one with four interceptions in like four games for Seattle. Uh, I was looking at their corners. They have a guy from West Virginia. He's a transfer a guy named Fortune or something. Uh, I was looking at him, like number two, number four. They both got beat pretty easily in one-on-one coverage against Western Kentucky. Western does a great job of getting you into one-on-one coverage and then beating you with it. Like, when they see it, they're going to take it. They they love their receivers in one-on-one coverage. And I love our guys in one-on-one coverage. If you say, you know, Jair Shorter, one-on-one versus your best guy, uh, you know, I'm happy to see I'm happy to see that happen, and I think we can get good things out of it. And so I think that that's the part was that UTSA likes to play that. They believe in their man coverage. They're very much like North Texas a couple of seasons ago where we like to line up in man. The problem is that was when you're getting beat by it, then what? Then what do you do, right? I think our guys, shorter especially, can win one-on-one matchups with their guys. Uh, and I think that makes a ton of difference because they have a good safety. He'll fly around. He'll help out. But we want him helping out in the run game so we can hit him over the top. And then once we hit him, burn him with that a little bit, we want him stepping back because I think that we'll be able to run. Are we going to get 475? No. I was looking at him. I think, you know, I think we can have a good day running. You know, when I saw the Louisiana Tech game, I was like, we're going to get 350 against these guys. I, I just, they're getting pushed back by South Alabama. It's, there's one guy that's getting anything. They're, they're out of position. Nobody wants to tackle. Uh, their safeties are scared to tackle. They're just bouncing. You know, they're like, ah, two hand touch. Um, and we're going to kill him. And then, you know, like I said, I, I, I mentioned that, and then uh, I was right. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, they're going to get 350 by halftime. Uh, I don't necessarily see that against UTSA, but I see that they can run. Somebody told me before that, they're like, uh, last year, like somebody connected with the team. I don't want to give anyone names, but they're like, we looked at the tape. Um, and, you know, somebody close to the program said, we looked at the tape, and we said, nobody's really run at these guys. And if we run at them, we're going to get yards. Again, this was pre-game uh, last season when we upset them, right? And lo and behold, it came to pass, right? Not a whole lot has changed. They haven't got a whole lot of talent in. They didn't swap out their front seven. They got some new guys lost in. Lost talent. Yeah, they lost some talent. So, you know, I, 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 we, we, ba- we have the same offensive line. Um, we have the same running backs. And we got running backs back, right? We have Attaway back. We lost Tory, obviously, but we have Attaway back. Iowa Deji's been balling out. Uh, Akaika Ragsdale's been balling out. Isaiah Johnson's been balling out. Like, if we don't have Tory, which is a, a big minus, we have 
four guys that can make up for the Tory-like production, right? So I feel good about that. If it was true in Denton, it should be true in San Antonio. Like, we're going to try to run at them. We're going to commit to it. We're going to say, let's see if they can do it. Oh, they bottled us up for three yards? Let's see if they can do it again. We're going to run at you. Also, we got Kalon Horton, right? He's going to be coming in motion. Are you scared? Yeah. The, emer- the emergence of these receivers have, has been pretty critical in helping out Ani. Um, I, I don't want to say make better decisions, but but <laughs> allowing him to go downfield a little bit more. Uh, you know, remember early on the season, we were we were frustrated about how they were. I kept saying they were insulating him and yeah. they weren't giving putting him in a position to succeed, not giving him high percentage plays. And they I feel like they changed that, that they were. Uh, once we got shorter back, he was back into rhythm. They started using Smart, Macklin, and Horton. Things really started clicking where it didn't have to just be air raid down the field. Uh, they're, they're giving guys the ball behind the line of scrimmage. They make plays like we saw Horton do uh, last week. And um, and they're allowing Shorter to do his thing. They're, uh, Ani's been given the, I don't know if he's given the green light or if he's got the confidence or, or the, the vision to see Shorter one-on-one going down there. I remember sitting in the, I think it was the SMU game. We were sitting in the end zone and we see shorter one-on-one. On one. We're all There's pointed. nobody over there. <laughs> we're, yeah, throw- we're all pointing <laughs> yeah. and yelling. He's open. He's open. And he wouldn't get the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing that I think what like Joe Burrow said about Jamar Chase. He's like, if we see one-on-one coverage, I'm going there every time. Like that's, that's just what's happening. Um, I think at our level in conference USA, I don't know that anybody has a secondary dude or a combination of dudes that can say we will win, you know, seven out of ten battles against Jair Shorter if you put it within his range. He's going to get a step on you. He's 6'2", 218 yeah. pounds. Yeah. It, you can see, like, every game, every touchdown he has, he has at least one where he's two steps ahead of him running into space for these passes. You just got to put it, you know, somewhere where you can get it. Um and so, you know, I, I'd like to see a few more of those. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We, we're speculating here. We don't have insight into the play calling. I don't have a headset on in a game trying to listen, you know, for what's calling. But I would like to see them, whatever the case is, uh, just mix in a few more of those. Kalon Horton's been balling, too. Like, there's a lot of guys that are, at this point, leading to this game, deserving of more touches of the ball. Kalon Horton, three carries. 97 yards, including a 66-yarder. And a couple of those other ones, it looked like he was going to break them. Anyway, he was just like, oh, I had him. I just, you know, put my foot wrong. Um, and that 66-yarder, it looks like he was against high schoolers, right? You know, he was, like, moving, like, skipping. Yeah. So, you know, UTSA, according to Pro Football Focus, is the worst tackling team in the nation. Uh, and then their coach is like, well, you know, he's getting a hand on him, but he's holding him so we can get the whole gang tackle over there. Cool. That's fine. But what we want is our best dudes breaking that first tackle and then making the, you know, being fast enough that the next guy is not going to get there in time. And that applies to like a Kalon Horton, right? He's that kind of dude that can, that you miss a tackle, well, that was your only chance. You know what I mean? Uh, there's Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's some excitement. There's something to play for. Last year, UTSA didn't have anything to play for to yeah. prove anything against us. And I think that nipped them in the bud, or yeah, yeah, nipped them in the bud, and and that allowed us to to beat them. And that was more. You can uh, say bit them in the ass. It's okay. Bit, bit them in the ass. No. Uh, the children are sleeping, <laughs> and um, 
it, 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 we had something to, to fight for, right? They teeth didn't. under tushy. <laughs> teeth under tushy. <laughs> yeah. And, and now both They're going to be angry. Have, They're going to be angry, right? Yeah. 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 I, we, I like we it. We both have something to fight for. I like it. Look, it, it was great. It, it tasted sweet. Victory was very sweet. Uh, it felt good. I took selfies by the by the scoreboard. I drank a lot of whiskey. I had a great time in Denton that time, you know. Uh, and I probably should have <laughs> stayed the night, but I flew in day of. I hung out in Denton. I had a good time. Met up with friends. You know, you and I hung out too. Um, went to the game, drank, had a good time, cavorted, and then got in a plane and went home. Um, so all of that was great. Uh, I wish I, ca- I can't make it this ha- happen this time. So if you're looking for me to do the same in San Antonio, my, my hometown, I won't be able to do it, uh, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, whatever. I, I hope that North Texas people are on the river walk singing the fight song, you know? Singing the happy fight song. The <laughs> Not the sad one. <laughs> but you, sing this, you should sing the fight song either way. Um, but... How could it happen? Right? Let's let's be a little positive. We are ten point underdogs. I think we all kind of know how it how it wouldn't happen, right? Like we 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 can't stop them. Well, I guess it was this way, right? North Texas is still is still playing within themselves, right? We need the run game to be dominant. We need the defense to get stops, and we we need Austin Ani to sort of drive the bus. Like he's an aggressive bus driver, I guess, but. <laughs> like if it's yellow, he's gonna hit the gas and go through this song. But you don't want him, you know. Which is know. a good thing. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what we want. Like we want, like I want of his twenty passes. That's all I want him to have uh, is throwing the ball to shorter, right? Nice deep ball to shorter. Throwing the ball to Jake Roberts within five yards so he can turn up. Throwing the ball to Gum so it's fine within three yards so he can turn him up the field. Uh, and that's about it, right? Maybe the little curl routes. He threw a, a nice one to Damon Ward Jr. on uh, on like a third down play. It was like third and eight, and he threw over eleven yards. That's great. That's what I want to see. There was a couple yeah, times. So, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I want to say there's a couple times where he's like looking, like I said, there's like triangle reads going through his progressions, and that's when he's bad. And he like fired it in there, hit it off a guy's face. Those are interceptable passes. That you know, those are the kinds that he throws for pick sixes. I don't like those. Let's not do yeah. those. Yeah, what I was gonna say is, you know, when he's driving the bus, you know, he'll accelerate through the the, the yellow light and he'll he'll hit the curb. <laughs> yeah, we we don't you need know. we don't need we don't need you we don't need you to parallel park the bus. Just you know, just just drive it straight. You know, <laughs> two hands on the wheel. You can keep, you can keep it at fifty. That's fine. So, uh, you know, that's where it's good. We need the defense to get some stops, and it's I'm telling you, it's gonna come down to this. We're gonna drop eight. We're going to have three there. We're going to ask Rod Brown. We're going to ask Mason Richards. We're going to ask one of these other dudes to get to Frank Harris and not only touch him, but to bring him down. And I think I have good feelings about that because of what we did against Cozy Perry. And Cozy Perry is not as good as Frank Harris. He's not as accomplished as he is. He hasn't been as in as big of games. He hasn't done it on the... As big of a stage as in Cozy, as uh, Frank Harris has, right? Frank Harris won a clutch game against UAB, and then he beat um, Bailey Zappi in a championship game, right? Full credit to that dude. He's a winner. Um, I would have loved for him to be on North Texas because I think he would have done that for us. Um, but yeah, the missing piece. Yeah, but and Cozy Perry can do the same kind of things. Like he can do them, right? He has an arm. 
He can find the thing. He can run. He can run for first downs. He can make plays. He can make those shouldn't plays. Like, oh, you had him sacked, but he moved around, right? We hit we hit in Cozy Perry. We chased him around. We chased him. Mason Richards put a, you know, a helmet in his chest and made him throw a near interception to Logan Wilson. Let's do some of that. Frank Harris is happy to throw an interception. He threw like three against Middle Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee kind of fell apart after I guess their pumpkin exploded after beating Miami, and they're just like, oh, you're just you're just back to not being good again. So it's possible they're not like I said they're not just blowing teams out. It's not like fifty to nothing every week. It you know they're winning right. It's forty five to to thirty, you know, and you're like, oh, that was close there. You know, they the other team kind of gave it away, but outside of outside of like a Texas. Have they you know, they played a stronger schedule, but like is Houston that good right now? I don't know. I mean, they're about like an SMU. I don't know. I don't know how good they are. I think UTSA also plays to the competition. They're gonna be up I, for this I, one. I do agree to that. Yeah, they're gonna be up for us. They're gonna be ready to play. So again, the question goes to Seth Trill: Are you gonna have your guys ready to play? Are you gonna be hyped? People are looking again. You did it the one time, right against. Against UTSA last season. And I don't know if it's a terrible thing to be like, oh, well, you know, Seth Trill, he's a guy who only, he only coaches, you know, outside of his mind against the one rival. There's the two rivals, but he just picks one, and that's the one where he just, you know, you know, he goes into a fugue state and coaches it up. You know, he can see <laughs> the field, and he's like, you know what? Call this play. He's like, coach, we've never done this play. Just run the play. And then it's a touchdown play. You know what I mean? That's the only time. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the most yeah. inspiring speech. <laughs> Just do it. In Muskogee, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> he, he sees everything. Um, yeah, I think I think UNT is going to have, the, the, the players are going to have plenty of motivation. They remember last year. They know what's at stake, the, the number one spot. And I don't want to look ahead. I, I'm not predicting that, that, UNT would win out the rest of the season, but if there's any kind of tie, if there's any kind of close, uh, if we have to play them again at the end of this, uh, in the postseason, um, we yeah. need that home field advantage. Yeah, so we can we can talk about that. Let me let me hit a couple points, and I'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about what you just mentioned right now. So a couple things. One, we need the defense to step up. Right, there's going to be critical plays, a third down and nine, third and eight but we're going to need to get to them. UTSA has been very good about being aggressive. Against Western, they're like, you know what? We're going to go for it. It's like third and two or fourth and two. Instead of punting it, they were like, let's go for it, and they got the first down. You know, they threw it, and then that sealed the game. They're going to try to do something like that. We need to be equal to that task. We're going to need our run game to be ready. Um, You know, I, I dare say we need about 300 yards rushing. Right. And it might not be there. Just, you know, we're going to bully them. They're going to give us 300 yards. We're going to need to go earn 300 yards and then no turnovers. That means no fumbles, no bad snaps, no juggled snaps. Uh, none of that. Right. No tip passes. Everybody has to be ready with their technique and not because like UTSA is going to be honest, but there's going to be not a whole lot of room for error this way. We're not a good enough team to just make those kind of mistakes. So we got to be ready. Austin Ani has to be on. He has to be hitting dudes. There's no win this time, right? So, like, you know, they were comp- uh, we're saying maybe they'll win in the end zone. That's why he threw it towards the inside a couple times and it was interception. Put it on him, Ani. This is the time. Drop it in. Just practice dropping in the bucket, being in your dorm room, or I guess in his, I don't know, 
three-story house in Denton. I don't know where he lives. And, you know, <laughs> whatever, man. Just drop it in the bucket. Practice that with extra, you he know. He lives in the stadium. <laughs> he lives in the gym, bud. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that we need to think shorter. Jire shorter. Jire shorter. Wherever he is, just find him in class and just throw things to him. You know what I mean? Just practice that all week. And then we got to keep up the clever. Kalon Horton the ball, right? They, we, we didn't run for 475 just because we were like, all right, we're going to run isolation of the A-gap right here every time. We're not, we didn't do that, right? It was, you know, here's the outside zone. Here's a tackle pull-in. Here's a power play. Here's a counter play. Here's a inside zone. Here's a split zone. Here's a handoff to Kalon Horton going this way. Here's an Austin Ani little two-yard run, little power run. Here's a uh, – what else did we do? We did a um, – um, yeah, here's Isaiah Johnson uh, wedge block where we'll just we'll we'll just go up the middle inside. It's not sort of inside zone there. You know, we mixed it up, and that's that's what's good. We asked for clever. There was a lot of clever there. There was yeah, also I mean, it was practice basically against Montag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mix it all. So all of that stuff, fake to Horton, throw back this way, just execute right. And I think we did a great job of being clever and executing on all those things, and that was amazing to see. We need more of that. We need at least that, and then just a couple, couple more. Um, you know uh, what I'd like to see? Yes, is some inverted wishbone. Because <laughs> uh, you know, Greg was was uh, we were tweeting about it, um, and we've got the personnel for it. We've got <laughs> Jake Roberts and uh, Varkis Gums as tight ends, and then uh, the three running backs. We've got. We've got plenty to pick from there, and I think we could we could do something because Ani can run the ball, very, um, and so it's part of that creativity. You know, we don't yeah. have to have inverted wishbone. I'm I'm joking there, but but the amount of yeah. things they were trying against La Tech made me think they were going to try to test some stuff out to see either whether or not they were going to just throw it away and not try it again, or maybe improve on something that they liked. Yeah, I think there's a in, when you're coaching up a team, there's a fine balance between. Coaching up to a standard, like I know this system will work and everybody will eat if you just buy into it and execute. I'm telling you, versus you know what, these players can do this thing. Let me build a system around these players, right? And the funny thing is, like Seth Rochelle, when he got here, and they're like, "So what kind of offense are you gonna run?" He's like, "Well, you know, triple option. It's gonna be great." Um, and everybody's like, "Ha ha, no, nah, no, nah, we're gonna be spread. We're gonna spread it out, whatever." But we're running. Uh, I said, it's not, I don't care if we run a triple option. Like, there's a lot to like about the triple option. Um, you know, the, it's hard to recruit to the triple, old school triple option, but we're running the ball like it's a triple option offense. You know what I mean? Like, we have four guys that can run the ball, and uh, we can we can dive in the middle of the line, right? A little inside zone to, uh, to Oscar Attaway, the third, who will run you over and get like eight yards. Or if you're not paying attention, here you go, Kalon. How about you hit him on the outside? What is different between those two things than, you know, what Army's doing, right? Fake the dive up the middle, you know, run out, pitch it outside, get some outside stuff. Uh, football is really simple. I was explaining to my daughter. I was like, you see that? They got the ball. They just got to get to that spot. That's it. It's the whole game. And then everybody else is trying to tackle them. <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. She's like, how come they aren't just run? You know what? I mean, that's uh, that's it. There's people being paid millions of dollars to figure out, like, all right, if I block this guy with this guy, and then that guy comes over here, and we, what? You know, that's all. that's what happened. Um, UTSA is vulnerable. They're going to be ready to play. They have a good coach. They're always prepared and they're aggressive. Uh, that's why we're, you know, uh, disfavored. I'll say 
by, by 10 points. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. They, they do have those vulnerabilities, but there's that, that coaching factor mm-hmm. that, that makes a huge difference in, d- during the game. Um, so, so we like Sonny Cumbie. You and I both like him. Uh, he's coaching up a new team, fresh team. Uh, we're gonna, that team's going to improve uh, over the next few years. Um, yeah, I'm glad we don't have to deal with them so much <laughs> over the next few years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and UTSA, came, uh, what is his name? The coach came Jeff in. Trailer. With, uh, trailer, that's right. The 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 great trailer from UT. Um, <laughs> he came into somewhere that did not have a talent-deprived uh, no, depth no. chart. Yeah, they had a lot of dudes on there. They had yeah. Frank Harris and even Brendan Brady now, but they had, you know, Woolen was there, I think. He didn't recruit him. There's a lot of guys that he already had. Yeah. Yeah, great spot for him to come in and take over. And the coaching, he's shown that he's he's a good coach. And, yeah. uh, you know, he won the, the conference title last year. Um, so that's what we're going to have to to pay attention to is the, the decision-making, the, the management, the, the play calling. And it's going to be – It's I'm excited that we're going to see a good game. Yeah, that that's what I hope. For. Like our ex, my expectation is not that we win. Like we can win. Like I'll give you the the I pr- the promise. What happens if we win? We'll be four zero. We'll have the inside track to hosting the league title game. It would be in Denton in Apogee Stadium, and I can promise you that I will spend my family's money. I, my kids don't need to go to college, you know, and I will fly myself down <laughs> to Denton, <laughs> yeah, to go to that game. Um, yeah, because I know Aldo doesn't care about conference championship games. He only cares about bowl games. <laughs> but I care about conference championship games. Um, that yeah, like it will be, will be in that thing, right? Like four no, a lot of other teams are in, in in weird spots. I said I think we can get to the championship game. Was we we split against either UAB, uh, well against the UAB UTSA duo. If we split against them we'll be in a very good spot to at least earn the second place one. But UAB is a little bit down. So let's say we lose that one. There's still one loss, you know, whatever. I think I think we can still get the first or second spot there. If we lose this game, it's not the end of the world. We can still get to the second spot. It probably means that UTSA wins the title game. Uh, I mean, uh, wins the, the league outright, the regular season title. And it means we'd have a return trip to San Antonio to do it all over again in December. And that doesn't make me happy. But... It is a sight to see. I saw a was it forty five thousand people at the Alamo Dome for Western Kentucky versus UTSA, and it was, I mean, it was it was as as uh, exciting a game as you can imagine for Conference USA, right? I mean, like it was up there against the the North Texas Louisiana Tech game that we talked about, right? The pivotal moment mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen that you and I were at for. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a dome stadium, so it's like louder. It's just like echoey loud, and they play the music all loud. Let's go, you dance! I got some old guy yelling at you. Um, you know, whatever. They're, also, their fans are kind of dumb because they were like yelling, and all their players turned around at them, and they were like, "Shut up! We're on offense." They're like, "What? Shut up!" It was it was funny to see that dynamic. I was like, "He's telling you to shut up." Uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're new at this. All right, <laughs> all right. So how do we football? All right, so all right. Back to what we were saying. Um, how do we win? Get those crucial stops. We run the ball, right? We do the. We make those plays, and Austin Ani plays mistake-free football. That's that's really what it is. It's you know fifteen to twenty, two touchdowns, you know, and uh, and no interceptions. That's what it is, and we run you know sixty percent of the time. Did you say fifteen yards. of twenty? 
Yeah. That's it. It's just <laughs> that's what it is. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like three of those are TD tosses to, to, to Jair Shorter or, you know, long passes to him. And the other ones are like, hey, Barquise, I see you two yards away. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jake, Jake, is that a one yard gain? Then turn up and run. Show him the skills. You know what I mean? We don't need it. There's going to be a couple of them where he's going to need to say, here's my, my, uh, uh, my, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, RPO. There's my read. There's my throw. Put it on time, on target, right on his chest. First down, North Texas, right? Wow. And we're like, wow, what a great throw by Ani. He put it on him. Big first down. North Texas keeps the ball in a crucial situation, up eight, you know, in for early fourth quarter. That's a big play. And then the guy's going to be, yo, that was a good play. You know, Austin, Ani, do you play baseball? Whatever. We have the worst announcers. We've had the worst. All Oldest of it's player in college football. There's some of them. They're like, "Hey, a counter here." I was like, "That's not a counter. That was an outside zone, buddy. What are you talking about, counter? There's nobody countering nothing. That was just a run play." <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, what are you saying? Um. Anyway, so that that was all pretty terrible, but that that's it. It's this very simple game plan. Just do what you did before, right? You you seen it? You seen it on tape? Do what you did before. Be aggressive. Make your tackles. Get your hands around the guys. Bring him down. You don't need to blow them up. UTSA has a couple guys that try to do that blow up thing where they're like diving on the ground. I hate that. <laughs> you know, I hear my, I was not a good football player, but I hear my my own football coach talking about that. He's like, you know, the technique, get your head up, you know, just all the other stuff to be put to tackle right. Like, don't don't roll around. Like, what are you doing rolling around on the ground? <laughs> You're rolling around. That guy's running by you. You're rolling around over here. Don't do that. It's not a mat drill. Um, so. UTSA does that, and I think we can take advantage of that. Go ahead and try to jump on the ground against uh, Isaiah Johnson, Oscar Attaway. You can do that if you want, I guess. So just to summarize, the keys to the game are run better than them, <laughs> pass better than them, yeah, and stop Frank Harris. Yeah. Put, we, we put a spy on him. What does uh, Al Davis say? Just win, baby. That's it. Right? Just I don't, win. I really don't care how they do it. If they throw for 755 yards because Austin Ani's dealing, you're like, ah, we got you. It was all a hustle. Austin Ani's actually better than Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Just look at this. He's just running around, throwing it left-handed down the field, 75 yards on a rope. I'm not going to be mad at that. I'm going to be like, I'm like, we well. We back three seasons for this <laughs> moment. Yeah. I was like, I wish you would have broke out some of that versus SMU because I paid for tickets. I was there and I was kind of miserable. But. I mean, you know, whatever, man. I will, you know, I respect a practical joke, <laughs> Seth, you know. <laughs> That's a good bit. Yeah. So, you know, I, just, I felt like I was just coaching. Blind. I actually didn't prepare all the week. I would just show up Saturday and just coach that way just to make it a challenge for me, you know. Uh, whatever, man. However they do it, I don't care. I, I really don't care. I think UTSA's offenses, they do a lot of the same things. They line up in the same way. Uh, they try to use their tight end in different ways. If you're wondering what, what plays you'll see, they like to motion the tight end out, and then they'll quickly throw it to the running back who split out wide for a little basically extended run play or their wide receiver for stuff like that. I think we've been pretty good at, at eating those up, so I'm not too worried about those. I think Rich Tejada has been very good at that. The things that concern me are when we drop into zone, You know, are we going to be eating up in those uh, situations? Yeah, we, we as a fan, and I guess I'm telling myself this is we got to be patient because Tahada and Gaddy are going to be beat multiple times in this game because we're we're dealing against some pretty legit receivers. Yeah, and but we got to be patient. Keep the play in front. Uh, maybe they they march down 
80 yards, but we stop them and they kick a field goal. If that happens, you know, pseudo don't, uh, bend, don't break kind of thing, yeah. I, I'm happy with that. Yeah. What we saw against Louisiana Tech, if, you know, we allowed 500 yards, 425 yards passing, passing 424 yards passing. One guy caught 10 passes for 156 yards. There was two long passes against us. If we see that, that doesn't mean we're not playing well. Because I thought we played well against Louisiana Tech. Again, we held them to 27 points. Like we're not, we're not holding the three-point kind of defense. You know what I mean? We're not. That's not us. Uh, you can win a game even allowing ridiculous scores, and that's fine. It's like they're gonna get theirs, and as long as you're giving good effort and you're not letting them get away with something extra. And you know, I just saw FIU just allow a stupid first down because nobody's guarding the running back. Guard the running back. You know what I mean? Like, know your assignment, play the right thing, make the tackles you're supposed to make. UTSA will give you give away some. They'll drop some passes. They'll do this, that, and the other. But don't give them extra stuff. Don't uh, hit a guy after the play, you know. Don't hit the quarterback. Don't hold. You know what I mean? Like, and I think we did we did a solid job doing that. I didn't see us make a whole lot of mistakes on off on defense against Louisiana Tech. Uh, even though we allowed them to move up and down the field, whatever. A lot of that came in the second half also. We did a good job against that. If we allow 500 yards to UTSA, that'd be fine. Let Zachary Franklin get 156 yards against us. That's fine. As long as we keep it under 30, I think we'll be okay. Um, yeah. I, I think we're going to allow more than 30. Um, I, I think whoever the winner is, one of, one of them is going to score 40-something points and the other one's going to score 30-something points. It's, I feel like it's going to be one of those high-scoring where Lonnie's going to have two or three touchdowns in the air and on the ground uh, just because he's scrambling, running for his life. Um, and then the running backs will have some scores as well. Um, it's going to be, I guess I'm hyping myself up. It's going to be, a, it's a big game. It is. It's for the season. It's it's going to set the tone for the rest of the season. Um, it's going to have implications for the Conference USA title game. Uh, it's going to be trash talking for the next year. Uh, another year's worth of trash talking. Um, we've averaged 41 in conference. Uh, and that, again, that was against UTEP against FAU and, and Tech. Uh, UTSA averaging 35. And that's against, uh, who they play? can't even think about who they play right now. They played Middle, Western, and FIU. And one of those is at home. They only scored 31 against Western. They scored 45 against Middle. That was on the road, but they allowed a couple. And uh, Middle basically had no defense. Western played them played them solid. Western did a great job against them. And then FIU, for whatever reason, played good against them. Um, you know, what what does that mean? I don't know. I, I, I think I don't I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think that is that's something to, to talk about. We, on the other hand, scored uh thirty one against UTEP, which is terrible. Uh forty five against F F A U and then forty seven against Tech. FAU is allowing opponents only to score 27 a game. FAU allowed 14 against Rice, 45 against us, and then 13 against Charlotte. You know? And we put so up... So we've got we, the potential. We, we've yeah. got the potential to, to upset yeah, the I, TSA. I, yeah, I, th- I mean, that's the deal. Is that like, I don't feel bad about this one. I feel very similar to how I did last year, where I'm like... I went into that game thinking, you know what? UTSA is better than us, just across the board. 
But we've been playing better, and they came off an emotional game. And they're not really excited to play us. They're ready just to kind of believe. Meh. In this one, I think that they're still better than us, right? Just man for man. Just you, you total it all up. But I don't think it's like, you know, like they're just so much better. But they're better, right? They have a little bit of advantage, and they're at home. But it's not an over, unovercomable advantage, right? Insurmountable. We can do that, and we've been playing very well. Our offense against Memphis, FAU, and Louisiana Tech has just been so much more creative, so much more effective, and so much more aggressive than it was against SMU, even UTEP, and then even Texas Southern. Um, and I haven't seen anybody play like that since, I mean, I was watching like Western play against UTSA, where they're just aggressive. They're like, you know what? Shake it off. We made a mistake. It doesn't matter. We believe in what we're going to do, and we're going to go do it. Like Western says, we're going to throw the ball. Uh, but I don't know. Who's run against UTSA? Then say, you know what? We're gonna run against you. Against Texas. Texas basically did that. Texas said, We have Bijan Robinson, you don't. So we're gonna give him the ball and you cannot catch him. And that's it. And that's our advantage. We're gonna press our advantage. Um I think we basically say the same thing. I don't know that UTSA can stop our run game when we want to run and we're we're effective. If we if we can't do it, it's because we go holding call Monasimo said that was soft, by the way. Uh bad snaps or, you know. Silly, silly things. But I think when, when we line up, we want to run against somebody, we can. And we did against UTSA last season. Now, here's the problem that I've got with, with all this optimism that we've <laughs> both been spewing. Yeah. Well, because I, I graduated from <laughs> University of North Texas. That's why. <laughs> I don't want to get my hopes up, and I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> That's sports, right? That's it. You get Not hurt. Again. It's a lot of it. You open your heart up a little bit, and you say, I'm ready to love again. <laughs> and then they smash it. But with those times when they when the magic happens, then it's just a wonderful feeling. And so I, I mean, I think the basketball team does a great job of this, right? They 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 justify your feelings. The basketball team beating Western in the conference title game was beautiful, right? That was just amazing. Um, because you know, Western giving us a lot of heartbreak. And then beating Purdue on top of that, that was just sweet, you know, sweet nectar of the gods. Yeah, uh, sports tears. I have. Yeah. Been, I can probably count. I could probably recall all the sports tears that I've ever had in my life. Yeah, that was all one the, of them. Yeah, it's all the. It's you know, uh, I had some sports tears. It was getting a little dusty, and I had a lot of Budweiser uh, at the Cotton Bowl. You know, I was like, look at little old North Texas out here. You know, you know how many games I watched them lose? I saw that <laughs> one where we tied it up against it was like Rice or something like that, and it was like with like Riley Dodge. And then when I turned to my wife, I was like, I think uh, now she's my wife, right? I was like, watch us miss this extra point. And then we missed the extra point. <laughs> like, I watched those games. You know what yep. I mean? I was there. It was me. And it, I think it was like, it was like basically me had the whole section of Fouts Field there to watch like FIU. You know, Wasn't that like whooping. Grizzly? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. You can see me. If you find the clip, you can see the miss. And I'm there. I'm just like, what the, like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so, you know, to see North Texas win in the bowl game at the Cotton Bowl, right? You know, the famous Cotton Bowl. Uh, against Annie Carroll's Unified and LV. Uh, it was great. I had some sports. I jumped on the field. I saved the grass stain that I had on my, my jeans. I cut it out. It's somewhere in the keepsake box, right? There's my daughter's birth certificate. There's my cotton bowl patch from when I dived and ran <laughs> on the field. <laughs> the important things, you know what I mean? Lockbox. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, 
and it was great. It was great to whoop up on UTSA in Denton. I cannot tell you. It just felt so good. It was just like because I was there in Denton when they ruined our season in 2013. That was awful as a gut mm-hmm. punch. So that you know that also drizzly. Yeah. So it, so here's the deal, right? Like this would be we're in the same spot that UTSA was in 2013. We had the championship uh, caliber team then. We had, like, I think the next one, they took it out on Tulsa, and, like, Brandon Bird ran for, like, 200-something yards. We just dominated them because we were angry. Um, but we had the, the championship team. They had a team that was good and solid and, you know, like, didn't match up that well with us, but they knew if they played within themselves and they executed, they could make it difficult for us, and they had nothing to lose. They played with nothing to lose dumb. You know what I mean? They were just like, whatever. Like, if we lose, we're still a young program, and it's even a, an accomplishment for us to compete with you guys. You know? That's what they were playing with. There was, there was no way to hurt them. We could have won by 75, and they would have been like, well, we're a young team. Yeah, it hurts to lose, but not that much. You know, they would have been like that, right? So they were playing with that. But that's how I feel about going into this one. We're expected to lose. We're 10-point underdogs. It doesn't matter. If we lose by 40 in this one, we'll be like, ah, well, they're a good team. You know? That's... The majority of fan base were like, eh, well, I think we would be like, I can't believe Seth and Charles losing another one. It's a different kind of loss. We're not going to be punched in the gut. It's going to be like, well, that's what I gave for giving my hopes up because I thought we're, we're getting better. We're playing better. But if we win, if we win, it will be sweeter than sweet. That means uh, we might even make Seth Frank Harris, when he goes back home to skirts Texas shirts, he's going to be like, you know what, Dad? I think I'm going to go back for a 12th year. At, at UTSA. And he's like, what? Aren't you like 45 years old? He's like, I'm going to do it. I got to beat North Texas. You know what I mean? Because I was out there. I was hurt for like the first 12 years of my career. And then these next 12 years I've been playing, but I ain't beat the North Texas team. You know what I mean? So he, he got hurt. They pulled him against uh, in Denton. Uh, and that was for the championship game, whatever. But then he's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to close this out my senior year. I think he has an extra year after this, even though he's a senior. Um, and then we beat him again. He's going to be real sad about life. You know what I mean? And he's going <laughs> to go back home. He's like, Dad, I got to go. You know, I got to do it. I got I to I go back. Yeah. What about your wife and kids? <laughs> what about your grandchildren, son? <laughs> they miss you. So, <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's why. What, what do we have? What is our secret weapon? Our secret weapon is that we can't be hurt. We're North Texas. We, we got beat by Portland State, man. It doesn't, you know? <laughs> There's we not can't be hurt <laughs> because I've got calluses all yeah. over my heart. Yeah. All of that <laughs> training has prepared you. It's like Weapon X, you know what I mean? It's like Wolverine. You went through all that. of the heart. Yeah, it's like you got adamantium around it. Like, yeah, yeah it hurts a little bit to get cut up. It's going to regrow. Whatever. It's North Texas. They're going to be around. <laughs> They're going to lose some more. And I'm going to be there. They're going to lose a lot. It's going to be terrible. It's going to hurt our feelings. But it ain't going to hurt our soul because it cannot hurt our soul anymore because it's been hurt. So that's what I'm saying. You know what? Just go out there. Just go play. Just go play with it. Um, it doesn't matter. They they can be hurt. They're ready to. They're like, well, we're champions. We got to get back at them. We, you know, we're like you said, fresh faced football fans. You know, like I think I learned what a first down is. I'm ready to. I'm ready to cheer. We cheer when they're on offense, not when we're on offense. I have my cheat sheet right here. Uh, it's great. And um, you know, when they're gonna be like, they're gonna walk out very triste. You know, and I say that muy triste. Yeah, because I can, because uh, my last name has a has an acento in it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's got an ña in it. 
Yeah, I mean, but you know, apparently, if you say that on Twitter, then you're a racist mo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, there you go. That's why it. Is. Go down there, whatever, dude. Just enjoy your time in San Antonio. Go to the Riverwalk. Get your eyes poked out, and the prices. Uh, you got to do it once. I, I, I would do it, right? Yeah, I've been in San Antonio. I lived there, and every like once, twice a year, I go down the Riverwalk and uh, spend too much money. I'm like, ah, you know, I just got to do it like the tourists do. Go enjoy. It's a good time. Yeah, I wanted to go see the the Hard Rock anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that little Alamo at? Yeah, look, I'll tell you. Here's a secret about San Antonio, right? If you're from there, they take you there when you're in kindergarten, right? Like, this is Alamo. Look at it. This is it right here. And you're like, this is it? You're like, yeah, yeah, it, it, that's it. Like this, this is all of it. Where's what? What's with the movie? And the, you're like, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you break it down, it's a bunch of dudes ignored orders. And defended an undefendable position. It was very bad militarily. You know, that's that's what it was. Where's John Wayne at? <laughs> yeah, John, yeah. You know, I played William Travis in an elementary school play version of that. I, I did drew the line. You know, if you don't want to, it was. I mean, I, you know, whatever. Uh, I know the history of it. The Alamo is not that great. You you go to somebody that's from San Antonio. Like, you want to go down the Alamo? They're like, why? Hey, come on, we'll go. And they're like, you got to pay for parking. What are we gonna do there? How long am I gonna be there? You know, that's what they'll say. It's that excited. Um, anyway. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be muggy. Yeah, you're gonna get swamp ass. You know, you're just gonna be like, God, what's was this worth that? No, but this was worth it. It was not. But you got to do it at least once if you're a Texan, and you go and like, all right, I guess I got to prepare, pretend, and you know, whatever. I get it. This is what we do. Um, we go enjoy it. Go buy some margaritas. Have a good time. And. Yeah, uh, okay. As a family, we've got our Alamo picture stashed in a drawer somewhere, and we're all like sweaty and, and gross <laughs> in that picture. That's what happens there. We took the kids. I go look, and I was like, "Look, kids, there's the Alamo. You see it?" And like, "Yeah, I see it, Dad." It's like, "Nah, who wants ice cream? If we can go to the Alamo, or we can go right there. There's Ben and Jerry's, yeah, or whatever. I don't know what it is. Ice cream place. It's right. It's literally right there. I'm like, y'all want to go there? You want to get ice cream, or do you want to go to the Alamo and look at history? They're like, ice cream, ice cream. I'm like, you know what, kids? Look right here in this eye, this left eye. Me too. Let's go do it. <laughs> we got ice cream. We got that. Um, yeah, so all right. So that's the good part, right? Uh, have a good time. Sing the fight song out there. Uh, you know, let's give a cheer for U of NT. The whole deal. I made my kids learn it. They, they know the whole thing. Um, and um, we'll have a good time. I, can I, I'll just say it because I'm feeling good and I've, I've killed this glass of wine. And there were previous glasses of wine before this. We're gonna win. I feel it. I'm just I'm energized by it. There's no good reason for it. There's no good reason for me to say it. I already told you they have good, they have talent, they have a lot of you know this, that, and the other. Uh, but I, I, we're just gonna win. So take 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 comfort in that. Just go out there. You just say we're gonna win, and I'm gonna sing a fight song, and I'm gonna get uh, you know tastefully drunk on the river walk. Is what you're gonna do. Can I be surprised? I don't want to say anything. I just want to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, that's it. That's it. I don't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a prediction. I just want to sit there, just you know, deadpan, no emotion, <laughs> until <laughs> after the fourth quarter. Dad, <laughs> are you in the dark room again? Listen to the radio. <laughs> Who's crying in there? <laughs> it's gonna cheer for you, but <laughs> Not again. But. Dad's crying again. <laughs> Dad, can we have some ice cream? Yeah, you can have some ice cream. Everybody, we have green ice cream. 
We're not going to see him for three days. <laughs> look, it will be look. Here's the thing: if we win against him, it'll be great, and then we'll talk all kinds of mess, and we'll rub it in the face. And I don't know, like we'll have to find a moment about it. And I'll print up some more T-shirts. I'll take a bath on the T-shirt game again, and then, you know we'll print them up, and it'll be a good time. Uh, if we lose, okay, we're going to pretend like it didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it also like it matters, but it doesn't matter. Like it. It wouldn't have mattered last year so much because we were very bad. And we are just like, can we please at least beat him? That would be great. Like salve and some bomb on a terrible season situation. Um, and if we lose this one, it, even if we get blown out, I don't think it would be that bad. But here's what I'm hoping for, right? An honorable loss, right? And that old school, like, come back on your, you know, with the shield or on it kind of deal, right? That's what you want. You want the team, North Texas. To go play their hearts out, you know, like they say in soccer, play for the, give everything for the badge, give it all out there, lay it all out on the line, and I won't be mad at it, right? If we see tremendous effort, if we see guys flying around, if we see guys only lose because they're just not as good of a player as the guy that beat them one on one, right? If Zakari Franklin has to make a one handed, left handed grab as he's falling to the ground. And he grabbed it by his pinky, you know what I mean, to get, win the touchdown, to get the touchdown over our freshman corner. I'm saying, like, you know what? Good game, you won, right? But you had to, you had to exert your full power and the full breadth of your abilities to beat us. That's what we want, right? That's all we're asking for. And we're like, you know what, Coach Seth Luttrell coached the hell out this game. You know what I mean? He drew all the powers on of Muskogee, Oklahoma, whatever they may be. <laughs> <laughs> No, you summon I'm all the imagining <laughs> like summoning the power <laughs> of the gray stones and Muskogee, <laughs> yeah. glowing rocks in the hills. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on with my guitar? <laughs> my banjo is rattling. Seth the Trill must be summoning the power of <laughs> Muskogee. <laughs> 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 yeah, I usually do this for NASCAR, but oh, uh, you know. Uh, so you know. That's what that's what we're hoping for. Like it can happen, right? But I can see a situation where we win forty to thirty, and we have three hundred yards rushing. Austin only throws for two scores and, a, and an interception. And we're like, oh, was up with that one? That was terrible. Where it's close to the middle, very much like the last two games, because I don't see, um, like I said, there's a lot of differences in there. There's good talent, but UTSA plays within that range, right? They, you know, and watching FIU just catch a pass and sprint through their defense, and they're not good. FIU's not good. Um, but we have Kalon Horton. He is good, right? We have Jair Shorter. He's good. We have Damon Ward Jr. He's solid. We have Rod Burns. He's good. We have better players than, like, FIU in terms of experience talent, the totality of the player, than those dudes. So I feel good about that, right? I feel good about our chances, and they are the chances, right? We can get unlucky. We can start terrible. We can start very slowly, fumble the snap. Like uh, like we did against uh, Troy in the in the New Orleans Bowl, it was like bad snap. Like what did we do? like? What this is not. This, let's not start like that. That will be growth for Seth Luttrell. Like you know what? Just to keep him off balance, that we run run something crazy, right? Let's let's fake Kalon Horton turn, throw a little 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 quick pass to uh to Varkey's Gums. He turns up, gets some blocks, get eight yards. We're like okay, you know what I mean? We didn't hurt ourselves. We just executed the play. We're thinking about the play. We got to execute and not letting the nerves get us. It would get kind of loud there. It would get kind of crazy. It would be like, you know, this is a this is a crowd here. We only had, what, 16,000 on-paper fans in Denton. 
that's a different it's a different attitude than it's it a different is different environment yeah. yeah it will be homecoming we'll be watching we're going to be tweeting about it uh ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening to the podcast this was an extra long one it was a preview one because it's a big game we are taking on UTSA two 3 and 0 teams like we said rivalry game uh it, i think it's uh it's deserving of you think so yeah aldo <laughs> i'm i'm staring at utsa's uh page right now no no they don't deserve it no <laughs> they're not our rival I, I don't i i don't buy the whole like they're not our rival you know that that whole thing i think it's okay to hate them that doesn't like make them make you care about them like you know you can want them to lose i think it's okay but here's here's the thing Mason Richards is tied for sixth in the conference in tackles for loss. He has six. And he's third in the I mean, conference against <clears throat> against conference foes. He has three. I don't so. want to go back and, and keep rehashing what we've been rehashing, but yeah, we've got to we've got to have those tackles for loss. You know, we got to get to Frank Harris. Mason Richards has five sacks. Rod Brown has four. They are both top ten in the conference. What are their classifications? I know Rod Brown is a sophomore, which is incredible <laughs> for us. I think Mason Richards is a he's a transfer, but I forget mm-hmm. yeah, how many, whatever. Uh you know, that kind of thing. Um let me see, let me find some other some other fun stats. In total offense, Asanani is sixth in the conference and Frank Harris is first. You shut down Asanani. But here's the other thing, right? So he's he's sixth, he's first in the conference. Frank Harris is, but we've already played the fourth in Incozy Perry and the fifth in Parker McNeil. We've taken care of those two guys. So like I said, it's like a level up. It's a challenge. It's the next one. We've also taken care of the seventh in Gavin Hardison. That's also a deal. Um, you know, we're right there. And also, they got to deal with Austin Ani, <laughs> as he's the sixth best one. But down the list a little <laughs> bit. Iowa Deji, where's it going? You don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Iowa Deji, Oscar Attaway are thirteenth and fourteenth. You know they got to deal with them too. So there is <laughs> that. There is that. Um, I'll give you a couple more stats before we close this up. Um, so the, yeah, they got the top two receiving duo, but that's in just yards per game, right? Which is a thing. But we've already stopped Lejonte Wester, who had eight scores and was averaging, you know, uh, 10 yards a grab, which is, you know, solid. Um, Jair Shorter has six touchdowns, and he's only grabbing two receptions a game. So he's putting them up. You know, he's effective. He only grabs it a couple times, and those are probably touchdowns. Um, you know, Clark for UTSA uh, has seven. Dakari Flank didn't seven. In conference play, Jair Shorter has four grabs. And UTSA Zachary Franklin has three. Trey Harris, guy we played, has two. He's six in the conference. So I mean, I say this like they're good, you know, but you know, it's not like we're bad. We're there. We're right there. It's we're in the conversation. We can get yeah. there. And we when, if you're there, you could be in the room. You'd be in the room. And you can do it. Anything can happen. You can make some things happen. We can make them one-dimensional. Um, I mean, it'd be incredibly difficult, right? If we stop their pass and, and force them to run, that that's a win for North Texas. Yeah. Uh, if they try to do the same to us, we can attack them in different ways. I, I feel like if they try to stop the run, we can b- beat them over the top. So in terms of yards per play, and again, we both played three conference games. North Texas has allowed 
5.76 yards per play. UTSA has allowed 5.63 yards per play, which is, you know, a tenth of a, a, tenth of a yard. Um, less. Yeah, I contend that, that their, their defense is yeah. just as shaky as ours. Yeah, so then you don't have to, like, they, they got talent, and you're like, oh, they're going to run. They can, they're going to have to deal with us because North Texas is a good offense. You know, we, we're there. Again, we're in the room. We're doing the same thing in terms of yards per play. I mentioned this on the – we averaged 10 yards per run and 9.9 yards per play. Uh, you know. Uh, huge. Th- yeah, it was ridiculous. We are the number one offense in terms of yards per play in conference play. 7.3 yards per play, averaging 517 yards a game. UTSA, fifth, 6.7, uh, 6.37, 503, right? So Louisiana Tech is above them. FAU is six. They're they're down there a little bit. So again, you saw that Louisiana Tech game. You're like, oh, I don't know, man. They got 500 yards against us. Cool. That's okay. If they do that, we can still win, right? Because it's possible. It's within the range of possibility. You know, it's in there. It's within our reach to get 670 and run for 475. You know? I think the conversation would be different uh, going into this game between the two teams if we had not lost in such catastrophic fashion against UNLV and SMU, you know? Yeah, I took another sip of this teams. wine, and miraculously, I don't remember playing SMU anymore. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember going. I remember shaking hands with Ren Baker. I remember hanging out. I remember winning at Laser Tag. I don't really remember who we played that day, and I don't think I want to remember. <laughs> it's all gone. I did lose $30 that day. I think that's. I'm starting <laughs> to remember that more now. If put it differently, somebody else gained thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about them though. What are their <laughs> UTSA fans? <laughs> what are the SMU guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, look. I think the takeaway from this is we're counting down here. Um, is that we have a chance? You have my permission to feel okay about it. You can if you can be just like but like uh, uh, Aldo here and just be like, you know what? dark room. I'm going to turn on Hank and he's going to talk to me in the dulcet tones. And that, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So you're going to enjoy the game? Hank <laughs> and Dave. School. Yeah, old school. Yeah, put put stadium on, on mute. <laughs> I mean, that'd be fine. I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, um, I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to watch it. I think part of me wants to do a little watching party, but I also I don't want to be upset at like a Dave and Buster somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to be upset somewhere up here in the Midwest. Like, what's up with that guy over there? <laughs> it's not letting any North Texas fans over here. Uh, <laughs> I, You know, I did see, fun part about being up here, I did see uh, the Macklin that everybody knows, the one that went to Missouri, um, at in Kirkwood, Missouri, because uh, I was taking my kid to a music class, and then he was the... Grand Marshal of the Parade or something. I don't know. There's a Kirkwood Parade. One, I didn't know there was a Kirkwood Parade. Two, I didn't know that he was going to be, is it Jeremy Macklin, right? The, the Yeah, the guy. But I saw him. I took a picture of him. Philadelphia like, great. Okay, there, he, there he is. Um, all right. So back to it. You have our permission. I'm going to play the song. I'm going to play it. And you can, you can think about it. You can enjoy it. You can have a good time. Have a good time. You have my permission. All week. Feel good about it. It's like when you buy a lottery ticket and you're just like, you know what? I know I'm not going to win, but I'm going to pretend like I'm going to win. In fact, I will spend 10 minutes thinking about what I'm going to do with $400 million. You know? And that's part of the fun. 
So you can think about it, like, man, we're going to be 4-0 in conference. It's going to be great. What are we going to do? <laughs> what kinds of tweets am I going to do <laughs> when they're 4 0 in conference? Play? In Spanish. Yeah. Mire que los, I don't know, what is it? Uh, I don't know how you say it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how do you say mean green? I don't know. Oh, it, mean green. Like, um, I don't want to say mean green like that. I think I would just say los mean green. Yeah. Well. yeah, I don't like to translate directly. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, go Ming Green. Go Ming Green. <laughs>